Welcome to Little Bit Weebish, the podcast where two friends discover the also likes anime and they relive and discuss their favorite anime, episode by episode. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Megan. And you guys, we made it to the season finale. Yeah, I'm sick. Okay, you keep talking because I, I just can't. I can't. <laughs> Sammy, I'm so excited. Is, Sammy as, is at a loss for words. I'm literally so excited about this because I just feel like this is a crazy milestone. Who would have thought we would have, you know, plowed through our first season, Attack on Titans first season. It's just crazy. I'm so excited. And just a little, um, not spoiler, but just make sure that you keep listening at the end <gasps> because we've got some fun stuff to talk about. Ooh, look at Sammy being all mysterious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I just wanted to give like just a quick shout out to the people who have listened along the way to support us. I mean... Sammy and I had no clue that, like, if people would follow along, (laughs) you know, if people would even like the idea of doing just a recap episode by episode thing that we're doing. But so many of you are following along, (laughs) and it has been awesome. Um, You know, we see the numbers, we see how many people are listening, and... We're in the United States, so we see, like, all over the map, everyone from the United States. But then we also have people from Germany listening, Puerto Rico, Brazil, Indonesia, Chile, and Canada. Like, this is so exciting. And we just want to give, like, a really big thank you to all of you guys because this has been awesome doing it with you. And, of course, with Sammy, my (laughs) co-host. Well, thanks for... (laughs) Thanks for bringing me in there, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, couldn't do it without you. Well, thanks. Um, <laughs> and I couldn't do it without you either, Megan. But I just <laughs> wanted to say how awesome it has been to see. Um, so I don't do social media for our podcast, but Megan does. Oh and so God. I get to be the little creep. Um, so <laughs> my voice cracked at the same time I said creep, and that was just too much. Just um, added emphasis to the word. Yeah. exactly (laughs) and um it's just been really it's been really super nice to see everybody who has been able to engage with us and be friends like honestly it's kind of been weird being a girl who is almost 30 um (laughs) I'm speaking for both of us to to be into anime and like you just see all over social media, some people getting dragged through the mud being like, you're 30 years old and you're still watching anime. Like, this is something for kids. It's not for adults. And I just really love that we have been able to gain so many friends and just be able to chat with you and find some people who are really interested in the same stuff that we are. So thank you so much. 100%. And Sammy, I just want to point out that our highest age demographic is 28 to 34. So we are in really good company, (laughs) you know, and for all our listeners, yeah. And for all our listeners who are like, Ooh, I'm, I might be too old for this. No, you're not. (laughs) 
Nope. nope. You are not too old and you're friends with all of our other people. So you're in good company. But um, yeah, so if you want to find some like minded people, definitely get on our social media and engage with people. We have some really awesome friends that are on Instagram and on TikTok who have been there with us from the beginning. And I hope that you guys stay with us too. I know. Thank you guys. Just, you know, this little uh, thank you was not planned. It's not in our notes. This is just (laughs) us organically saying thank you. Um, But Sammy, let's dive right in to the season finale of Attack on Titan for season one. Oh, yeah. Like when you were talking about it last podcast episode, uh, just saying like, we've got a really good ending coming up. This is what everything's been building up to. This is why things have not gone right before. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's so true. Like this was such an amazing episode to watch. I know. And so for those of you who have not watched, maybe you're crazy enough to think I'm going to listen before I watch the ending. Don't, (laughs) you know, go and watch episode 25. We will still be here. You can join us, you know, come back. Um, But for those of you who have watched, let's dive in. The title is Wall Assault on Stoas Part 3. And this time we're shaking this up. We don't need a quick summary. We don't need themes. We are just going to talk about what we liked and loved about the episode, the questions we have left, our MVPs, of course, and we're going to do something super fun. We're going to have season superlatives. So (laughs) I'm like so excited about those, but And of course, Sammy hinted at something at the end. The season superlatives is not the surprise. So (laughs) you have to keep listening. But um, Sammy, let's just dive right in to what we liked and loved about the episode. We're going to try to keep it chronological. And so for me, it looks like I'm first up. I thought it was so eerily creepy and cool and almost full circle when commander ervin is surrounded by the mps you know they still have their rifles pointed at him and he's like all of this was done for humanity for victory but it's like stoas is like almost in ruins there's smoke there's rubble there's literally dead bodies And a little girl, like, just traumatized. And you're like, ooh, why do you like that? It's because it just feels so full circle to what we were plopped into in the beginning. And I just think, like, this is such a great way to wrap up a season. Obviously, more to come. But just to, like, tie it back to where it was, I think is just so cool. You know? Did you get that feeling also? Or am yeah. I crazy? No, no, I I definitely did too. And it's interesting that in the beginning of the season, the destruction was based around the Titans coming in mm-hmm. and the Titans being the one that makes all of this badness happen, I guess, like yes. all of the destruction. But this time, even though the Titans are still the ones doing the destruction, it is the humans that are creating this this trap and so it's very interesting to see 
beginning with titans and ending with humans doing the destruction <gasps> or causing oh, destruction. Sammy, I love that. Oh my gosh, the tables have Thanks. turned. I know this wasn't a theme, but if it was, that would have been excellent. <laughs> now, Sammy, you talk about your stuff. Uh, the next part that I really wanted to talk about was Hanji's remarks that Aaron is now in control of himself. And when they say that, Jean says, Aaron has it. And then turn it right around. And Armin is like, um, I don't know if he's got it. And that blew my mind. And uh, let me let me just I say know. why. Because it's so interesting that Jean in this moment is going up to bat for Aaron saying like, no, he's got it. He's going to do it. And Armin is the one that's doubting him. The one who has been with him the entire time. I know. And like childhood friend has been through it all. And literally last episode, Jean was like, <laughs> Aaron was in the rubble. Okay. And Jean wasn't even lifting a finger to pull up the rubble. He was just like, pull yourself together, man. And yeah. now in this episode, he's like, yeah, He's got it. He's in his Titan form. And it's just like the tables have turned. Like with uh, Armin and Jean, I was so surprised by that. Well, and and this is the thing that I have decided. Like there has been a serious development between Jean and Aaron. And I have found throughout the season that with Jean, if you say something is solid, he is going to keep you to it. And he's going to throw all of his faith into you. So he is an all or nothing type of character. And so, Ooh, yes, yes, he was kind of bagging on Aaron and didn't help Aaron physically. He did give him the great pep talk, which Jean is very <laughs> well known for. But um, he was the first person to say, like, you need to keep your promise. Do you not remember what you said to me and everybody else? Keep your dang promise. But then when Aaron is keeping his promise, he's like, yes, he's got it. I'm here for him. I'm here to back him up. Episode 24, as soon as he was able to, he jumped out of that carriage and was like, what can I do? Let's get it going. Like he, oh, see, okay, Jean, my man. Okay. I need to know this though, Sammy. Does Jean replace Connie? Yes. (gasps) <gasps> oh my gosh it's wow oh my gosh <laughs> the tables I, have turned it's just he's played such a reliable character and to see that character development is so inspiring to me like i said a couple podcast episodes ago his journey is something that i want in my life to be somebody who makes that drastic of a change throughout my whole life like whoa so wonderful and, and I really admire that 100% and to be that that in someone's corner like to believe oh, yeah. in that person to hold them accountable to what they promise you and then be like I am rooting for you you know and I'm like yeah John, he will never replace Captain Levi, but he might be a number two just like right there for me. Now, let me just say this. It might hop back to Connie because I remember watching season two (laughs) and there's more of Connie in season two. And that is true. I remember why I liked him more. So, okay, we'll see. 
maybe maybe it will rekindle at some point but right now <laughs> connie has not been doing anything from what the show is showing so i mean to be fair he has had less screen time so we'll we'll yes. give him some grace we'll cut him some slack yes. um <laughs> okay now what are your other ones because again we're going chronological Okay, so the next part that I wanted to hit on is when Aaron finally makes some contact with Annie, and he's kind of doing like this inner monologue to himself, uh, and kind of really trying to break Annie down and like who she is, what's motivating her. And then his, the line that he says is fighting is your whole world, but what are you fighting for? And I thought that this was super interesting that Aaron was the one that is saying this. Because he's also somebody who's like, fighting is your whole world, so what are you fighting for? That is so true. He was a whole bottle of rage in the beginning, even before the Titans came. And I mean, now he's a little more focused. But yeah, he was always, you know, ready to box anyone. Yeah, and it's just so interesting that because it's Aaron... Aaron is the one that's asking this question, and I feel like it makes that question all the more important. Important. That's um, true. I feel like only Aaron could a- ask that question. I mean, I know it was mentally he was asking this, but yeah, I feel like really it's only Aaron who could ask this of Annie. Well, and just based off of Annie's past of questioning people, not not in a sense of like, I don't believe you, but she's honestly asking people like, what motivates you to be the person that changes history or changes humanity? And so it just, it just feels right to me that they are asking each other kind of back and forth style. Um, Because she asked him the same question at one point. And Mm -hmm. um, I think that it's only fair that he does the same for her because who, I don't know. It, like, that was just a very momentous moment. Momentous moment? <laughs> a very big moment where I feel like two people from opposite sides of the spectrum are coming together asking a common question towards each other. If oh, that makes sense. 100%. Oh, I love that you said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Megan, you are up next. Okay, so... The next thing that I really loved was when Aaron just goes into this pure savage rage mode. It's like he's almost on fire when oh, he it does charges. Look like he's on fire. I and it's like whoa. And then it's like this whole scene is barbaric. He just like grabs her face, Annie's face, <sighs> and just crushes it. And like Annie is just screaming. Yeah, And it's just like this whole escape or kill, but death is not an option type thing for Annie. And it's just wild. And like, so that's cool. But like right after that is the moment when Annie somehow escapes and she's charging at the wall and she like hardens her fingers and is just clawing her way up. And, you know, Aaron is, like, a little bit down. Like, he can't get her. And Mikasa is like, oh, heck no. And just flies through and just, like, fidget spinners over her hands and, like, cuts her (laughs) down at the nubs. And, like, Annie's falling. And then 
Mikasa just like gracefully just like falls on Annie's face and says, it's over, Annie. Now fall. It's like, oh my oh. gosh. It was so freaking cool. Like, you can tell that Mikasa has had some pent up anger and rage and hatred towards Annie. And it's just like, ooh, that probably felt so freaking good to do that. Oh, well, and good on Mikasa for being able to contain that rage because when it comes to Aaron, like she is psycho and goes freaking crazy. 100%. Ooh, do not cross her. And I'm 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 kind of wondering if like her experience when she was fighting Annie with Levi has any anything to do with that. Does that make sense? Like she went against and went crazy against mm-hmm. sorry, she went against what Levi said that she should do. Right. And kind of went crazy. And he kind of like gets at her for it and ends up saving her, getting hurt in the process, mind you. And I'm just wondering if, like, that's something that she has internalized, where she's like, I'm going to do a calculated risk. No longer am I doing risks, but it's a calculated Mm. risk. And she's like, I'm going to help Aaron. I'm going to simmer down a little bit. But as soon as I'm able to, like, I'm going to release release (laughs) all of that. Yeah. Release the Kraken. Uh, Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like maybe Mikasa, because she had to do some, you know, she had to be with Annie when they were trying to, like, lure her aside. And I know that for me, when I'm mad at someone, I'm like, I can't hide it. I'm like, you know, I my face crinkles weird. I just have some bad, like, energy. You can, like, cut it with a knife when I don't like someone. Maybe that's a Sagittarius thing. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I just can't hide it. And so I'm like, dang, Mikasa. Like, for her to, like, compartmentalize that part of her. Yeah. I'm just blown away. So maybe it was a calculated risk or maybe it was like, literally, Aaron can't do this. So I'm hopping in right now. You know, like, yeah, I don't know. But I bet it was like the most amazing feeling. Like, now you are falling, you, you know, B word. <laughs> um, oh, and I forgot to mention the part where Annie's arm flies off. And it slammed <laughs> right under Erwin. He didn't even flinch. Like, homie didn't even move a muscle or blink. I was like, oh my gosh. It was just the coolest thing ever. Clearly, you don't want to mess with Mikasa or Commander Erwin. Like, mm. nothing phases them. No. Oh, that was so good. I'm glad that you picked that point to talk about. <laughs> it was so cool. Um, but okay, Sammy, what was your favorite part after that? Okay, so I might have fudged chronologically where this is supposed to go, but um, Irwin tells Levi to stay put before everybody from that area starts moving. Mm-hmm. And he says to Levi I'm kind of paraphrasing he says 
a pointless death does not suit Levi. And Levi says in return, nor does it suit anyone else. And I'm like, what does that mean? I mean, I know what that means. He's trying to point out that like, nobody's death is pointless. Nobody should be sacrificed this way or nobody should be sacrificed just to be sacrificed. And I don't know if this is a call out to Irwin saying you shouldn't be risking people's lives this way. Like people should have known we should have evacuated or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Does this mean that he does not like the risk that's going on with this mission? And then Levi doesn't end up listening to Irwin anyway and totally suits up. And totally and good thing he did. I think that's the first time we've ever seen, like, Levi just do what he needed to do and didn't do what Aaron told him, now that yeah. you mentioned that. Um, yeah. But I love that you pointed that out. I think that this shows how humane Levi is. I know that in the fandom, he's very, like, seen as kind of mysterious, kind of violent in a way. And, you know, rightfully so. Yeah. But for him to say, nor does it suit anyone else, it's like he's saying everyone is important. Yeah. And Erwin, in his statement, is saying, you're more important than so-and-so. You're more important than some civilian. So you need to stay alive. But Levi says, I am no more important than anyone. If it's a pointless death, it doesn't suit anyone. Yeah. Oh, and I just like I feel like that just shows how Erwin which is interesting because Erwin is on this mission to save humanity and yet he's okay with casualties. So it's like it's very interesting but then at the same time Levi who is an instrument to save humanity truly is you know looking out for everyone's best interest. Definitely. And I think that it's interesting that you pointed out Erwin and like the calculus, well, the risks that he is willing to take when it comes to people. And it's not just, it's not just a risk that he's taking with the scouts who have volunteered or have gone through training. It's also other regiment or other groups like the MPs or the garrison totally. like people who didn't know about it and then also civilians like and didn't talked agree about that to girl. the risk involved yeah and i mean he did let the mps go but with a common bystander in stoas like they don't have a choice mm-hmm. they're just like they don't know i don't know i just feel like they don't they've never had to evacuate before because they haven't had to have they haven't had to deal with Titans I mean, in their area. Totally. I mean, when they were trying to lure Annie, it was completely empty. Like, they at least did that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, they could have done so much better with warning people. If that truly was to save humanity, they really did screw the pooch on that one. Because there were a yeah. lot of casualties. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. And I mean, there's a really good example at the beginning of the episode where when Annie's Titan falls into that big tower, that's the wall cultist's 
religious worship area. I don't know yep. if they call it anything like their church or whatever, but they were worshiping and they show people get taken out. Like, yeah, like hard. her elbow lands on them or something, but yeah, yeah, right in the center of all those people, which is kind of ironic um, that as they're praying, this gets t- they get taken out and it's like, ugh, like, we, I feel like none of us really love the wall cultists, but that still didn't feel great, you know? No, not at all. And I mean, even the, I guess the religious leader, or I called him a priest in my notes, like he ex- explicitly says impossible when he sees Aaron and Annie fighting. Like they, I guess that's a really good example of how even just how little it was expected to have a Titan so far in. My, let alone a titan breaking through the wall, like being in the city without any warning. Like literally beyond belief. Yes. (sighs) And (laughs) I mean, it's interesting that you and I like the dark and twisty and that it's in this list. But I mean, still very poignant to discuss. Um, Okay, Sammy, my next thing. Just speaking of Levi not listening to Irvin, I loved his, you know, his one-liner where he just comes in right at the last second, right before he goes chomp-chomp on Annie, and he just, like, stops Aaron and goes, it's not a good idea to eat or keep evidence, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, saves the day, and yet just you know heroic first words he says that (laughs) yeah that was that was pretty good yeah but let's see let's see what else that you had to say about that oh yeah Ooh, it looks from my notes that i've got a lot so sorry for the ramble um but (laughs) i loved aaron's humanity where he he literally was so angry but as soon as he saw annie's face with the tears it's like he couldn't finish the job um which then gave her a chance to crystallize and of course in the next breath he literally says it felt good to completely let go but still i think that it was a good display of him having a slight hold of his humanity in his titan form yeah i really loved that moment just because it also it also showed Annie's humanity too. Oh, um yeah. Like you I mean as the viewer we got to see her flashbacks, but I think that it reminded Aaron that like she's a person too and there's something that's motivating her which kind of ties back to that question of why are you fighting? I uh, and yes. I think that that at least gave him the answer that there is something that she's fighting for. Uh, that something that is pushing her to do what she's doing. Now, do we know? No. Of course we don't. <laughs> this is Attack on Titan. Of course we don't know the reason why. And it's we get only little... season one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's only season one. And we just get these rinky-dink flashbacks that say, I will trust you. I am your father. I will always trust you. You may be hated, but I will always love you. Just make it home. Yes. So that's all we get, guys. Sorry. But yeah, at least we we also get to see not only Aaron's humanity in that moment of not killing her, but we also get to see 
at least a little bit of an answer from Annie as to there's something motivating her. Yeah. And that, I mean, in addition to being pummeled, you know, and that being painful, that clearly she is in probably greater torment also. And that's just like, she can't do anything except cry at that moment. Um, I also loved how Commander Erwin is just incredibly optimistic for the outcome, despite all the destruction and the death. He's just like, the initiative is ours. Starting now, we start an attack on the Titans within our walls. I mean, did I sound like J. Michael Tatum or what with that? (laughs) Spot on, Megan. Spot on. (laughs) Yeah. I'm coming for your job, J. Michael Tatum. Just kidding. (laughs) I could never. But he is just so incredibly optimistic. And I'm like, wow, okay, I guess this is where we're heading, you know? Like, let's just expose everyone. No one is safe, you know? Oh, yeah. I And that was another another point that I really liked too. So I'm glad that you pointed it out, but I was just like, Oh my goodness. Erwin is just sitting there and pretty much saying, duh. Why (laughs) didn't you guys think about this part that like, so what we now realize that humans can become Titans and that they've infiltrated our society. So do with that what you will. And just boom, drops that on the table. And he's like, so let's do this B. Like, that's exactly how, I mean, I want to say other words, but we're trying to keep it PG here. (laughs) Um, But it was just kind of like a cool call to arms. Like, no, you are superior to me in title only. My mind is way better than yours and can sort out all this stuff that you aren't able to. So just shut up and listen. Yep, we're gonna do this whether you like it or not. 100%. Oh my gosh, I loved it. It was awesome. Um, Okay, and Sammy, I loved the ending credits. It basically was like, let's just name the ending credits the, the season one horror reel. It was like just reliving the trauma of every horrible moment. Oh and I was gosh. just like, could they have like sprinkled in some like Attack on Titan, like chibi moments, you know, like <laughs> just make it like super cutesy fun. But no, it was like every sad, bad moment was in that little ending credits reel so well that's attack on titan for you they're just there to like tuck you in to bed at night and just read you horror stories (laughs) yeah you know that's attack on titan (laughs) but this is my last point that i well yeah this is the last point that i really wanted to touch on if you did not watch past the credits you missed something pretty darn cool guys oh my gosh oh Okay, so if you haven't, pause it here. Just go watch. Just like scroll through the credits. It's like a Marvel movie. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. There's a little Easter egg in there for you. (laughs) So pause it, come back, and we can talk about it. Okay, you watched it. Okay, (laughs) okay. So the the scene kind of like runs you through the streets right towards where Annie was trying to climb up the wall. And it's showing you the indents where her fingers were. Mm -hmm. And just at the last moment, right before it cuts off, 
It shows part of the wall crumbling away from those finger imprints. And you see a Titan face. And then it goes to black. So what was that? <laughs> what was that? I know. Thanks a lot, Attack on Titan. Glad I don't have to wait to watch <laughs> the other seasons. Oh, but, you know, if, if I was one of those people that was watching it from the beginning that would have been a real <gasps> big middle finger to everybody <laughs> oh my gosh for real oh man especially if you had to wait years for the next season yep. um that would have been wild now all of you guys know i watch the dvds so this is just like a little bit of commentary that I really, really loved. So Annie's voice actress was Lauren Landa. She voices Merlin in Seven Deadly Sins, Sailor Neptune in Sailor Moon, and Nora in Noragami. And Aaron's oh. voice actor is Bryce Pappenbrook, and he voiced Inosuke and Demon Slayer. So that's very popular. I'm sure all of you have heard his voice. And Kirihito in. Uh, Sword Art Online and Meliodas and Zeldris in Seven Deadly Sins, which when I saw the Seven Deadly Sins, I was like, oh my gosh, they know each other. How cute. Like, this is so fun. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, rejoining a favorite co-worker. Um, so, yeah. But cool things that I really like just by listening to the commentary. One, this was Lauren's first show that she's done with animation or animation with Funimation. Um, so I'm like, wow, way to like start out on a really strong high note with Funimation, you oh, know, sure. getting into Attack on Titan. And, um, you know, Aaron's voice actor, Bryce, asked, you know, if anyone was surprised by the ending. Lauren had said that she thought it was totally going to be Krista as the female Titan in the beginning. Like, because really? there, yeah, there aren't many blondes. So, I mean, I don't blame her. True. And she was like, it'd be really hard for Armin to be both there and be the female Titan. <laughs> like, he yeah. doesn't have some, you know, magical powers. And she's like, but I thought it could have been Krista because Krista, right after she attacks the trio, um, she comes up with horses. So she was like, is it Krista? And she was like messaging um, the voice actor for Jean Mike, like, oh my gosh, there's a female Titan. And then she said that later when it was her, she was like, holy crap, Annie's the Titan. Like she did not see it coming. <laughs> and I loved hearing that so much. And, um, both uh, Lauren and Bryce talked just about how the more you watch Attack on Titan, the more you pick up little hints and details, just things that you missed because there are hints that you don't know are hints. And I was like, that is one trillion percent true because I can tell you, I have wanted to point out so many hints the second go around of watching Attack on Titan that I'm like, no, if I point this out too much, this could be a spoiler or like just like ruin someone's first time. So I'm not going to point this out. <laughs> but have you noticed that, Sammy? Have you noticed certain things that you didn't before? Mm, good question. I think I paid attention. Well, I don't. 
I think I've paid more attention to characters, but and and really appreciated them more. But I don't know if I picked up on anything. Oh man! But well, I'm not as far as you. I, I was going watching. to say that. I was going to say that. I I have watched all the way up to season four, part one. You know, finished that. But you haven't. You stopped at season three. A couple. Well, no, I think a couple episodes into season two. So <gasps> soon, everybody, I will be watching this for oh. the first time with you guys. So oh my gosh. Be, I, I wanted to do that just because, uh, number one, I don't have as much time as I would like <laughs> to, <laughs> to watch animes and then watch animes and take notes. Um, so there's that. But also, I just thought that it would kind of be fun because I haven't gotten very far to just hold off i mean what's a couple more weeks or months that's true i'm <laughs> shocked by how quickly we got to the season finale so yeah it'll be super quick and oh my gosh i'm so excited to live this with you oh, um so exciting yes but um another thing the what they loved about the show is that bryce loved how raw attack on titan is and Annie also said that it was zombie-esque. She loved the show. And she said that it's not like any other anime she's ever seen, which I have to agree. She said it's got this realistic vibe to it. There's no fan service, which thank you so much to the author of Attack on Titan. Like, literally no fan service. He doesn't sexualize the female characters, which we see a lot in... Yes. Um, mm -hmm anime and there's also no like quirky comedic scene there are funny characters but they never like are just the butt of a joke just to be the butt of a joke um and i have to agree i really like that she pointed that out because i was like yeah that is very true that um we don't have that in this show it really is just an excellent show for the storyline alone yeah and i think that like I think that the author and those that have done the show have done a really good job of showing characters that we can truly relate to. Like everybody is kind of a morally gray character. And if you look at humans in real life, like nobody's perfect. Nobody's a hundred percent. The good guy or a hundred percent. The bad guy, like every, well. With a few exceptions. Yes. <laughs> With a few exceptions. <laughs> With a few exceptions. But um, I think that it's awesome that you can see somebody who has, like, a food obsession. Like, mm -hmm. that is just so random, but so relatable. Or somebody mm -hmm. who gets panic attacks. Or somebody who has people people who have opposing opinions on, on things. And not necessarily resolving them, but being able to come together and act for another common cause or just to work together because that they know that that's what they need to do to get through life. Yeah. That's real life, guys. And I think that that's really awesome. Well, and you can tell by our themes, too. A lot of our themes, they're not these far-fetched things. They are actually based on, like, real life stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that just is what makes Attack on Titan so relatable and realistic. Like, of course, we don't have Titans in our real life, but, you know, a lot of it, we could literally mentally place ourselves there and just imagine how it would be because 
it really does feel super similar to the life that we live right now. So yeah, I just, I love that they said that. I think it's also true. And they also mentioned their favorite characters, but let's be honest, once they said one, they just like were like, oh yeah, and so and so and so and so and so and so. Um, but I will say Aunt, um Lauren's favorite character, the first one she mentioned was Jean Sam. Girl after my own heart. Yeah, and for the exact same <laughs> thing about his, you know, his change of heart, his character growth, but then she also threw in that. He has a super huge crush on Mikasa and that's so cute. And I'm like, wow, that is so cute. (laughs) And uh, the first character that Bryce mentioned was Levi. He's like, he's so badass. And I'm like, yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah. But just for me, I just loved how they had such respect for their colleagues as voice actors. They were like complimenting each other. Just on, like, how they delivered, like, the screams and how they delivered certain lines. And I just thought that that was so cute. I think that there are some people who think, you know, English dubbed shows are, like, crap. But I think it was perfection. And um, I think that they did amazing. And so it was so cute hearing them compliment each other. Um. But okay, you guys, let's move on to the questions now that we have for season two, because holy crap, I didn't see half of the stuff coming. So Sammy, why don't you just, you know, start us off? What's the big question that you have? Um, so we're not going in chronological order. We're just going to kind of go back and forth with this. So my first question that I wrote down was, who else has Annie been working with? Like, all caps, question mark, exclamation point, to infinity and beyond kind of type of thing. <laughs> because, like, I I mean, I know that there's the Colossal Titan and there's the Armored Titan. But for some reason, my brain, neither the first time or the second time, thought, oh, they could be working together. Duh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Duh. Sam, duh. Like, listen to what you're saying. You're saying this out loud to other people. You sound super stupid. Um, But, like, really, though? Yeah. But really, though? Like, I just need to know. And from what Erwin, how Erwin says it, it just makes me think, that sounds like so many people. That sounds like so many people who have just been, like, what do they, what do they call it? Sleeper cells? I'm thinking of the movie Salt with Angelina Jolie, where like people were planted from the Soviet <gasps> yes, Union into yes, American yes. society at like mm-hmm. six years old or whatever, and then all of a sudden they're like 35 and they're supposed to like destroy the U.S. That's what I kind of think of, like totally cell kind of people. And ugh, we need to know. <laughs> Well, and just going off of the Annie stuff, we saw so many flashbacks with her dad. And for some reason, I just kept thinking, like, he's a bad guy. Like, he was the one who was forcing her to learn this. Surely he was manipulating her. But these flashbacks made me think otherwise. And I was like, for the most part, I feel like this is just what a good dad would do or say. You know, and I'm assuming it's her dad. But it makes me be like, what is Annie's past? Like, what is the deal here? And return Mm. where? Like, return where? He says, I need you to return. Make it alive. And I'm like, 
okay, but where is where? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, kind of similar, but just more questions. Um, you know, oh, and the diamonds on or the marks on Aaron's face, they're different. Normally he's got those lines coming down from his yeah. eyes. But these were like full on diamonds. And I'm like, what is that? I pay attention to that. When I saw your notes, I was like, huh, I'm going to have to go rewatch this because I was not paying attention. I was just like, Aaron, you've done it again. You've you've had to you've had to be ripped out of your Titan form again. I know. I I mean, classic Aaron, you know, but it's like, huh, his face looks different. And I'm like. Is it because he went into like such a rage mode that he was like on fire or is it because Annie went all crystally and now that he's got these crystal things in his face? Like, I don't know. Mm. Maybe it's not important, but I want to figure it out, you know, yeah. a little bit. Um, okay. What is the next, another question that you have? Well, it looks like we have a very similar question. What is up with the freaking key? What is up with the freaking <laughs> key and leaving it yes! to the end of the episode yet again? But not actually saying anything. So I, thanks a lot. Yet again, Attack on Titan. Thanks I know. It's like literally, okay, we got the first mention of the key, like what, second episode or something? And it's like, mm-hmm. here we are, season 25. And in case you forgot, yeah, there's that key. We still haven't made it to the cellar. Where the heck is Grisha? It's like friendly mm-hmm. reminder of what started this whole thing. Here's the key. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's the key. (laughs) In case you forgot, we're just going to throw this in because, I don't know, maybe we just failed to mention it the whole season. I don't know. That was like a big big middle finger again. Well, that was the first middle finger that I felt. And I was like, oh, Attack on Titan, you suck. And then, like, I'm sitting here writing my notes and just kind of trying to, like, wrap up the episode and then I like look up and it's still playing after the credits. And I'm like, oh, and then you see the Titan face. And I'm like, oh, thanks again. There's another big middle finger. Like, ha, 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 ha. Seriously, <laughs> it's like, it feels like, I mean, here's the truth. Every single moment is so intentional with Attack on Titan that it's like, you really can't miss any of this stuff. But yeah, it's like, we just have so many questions. Also, um... The commentary, they asked what they wanted answered, and none of them read the manga. I'm just barely starting to read the manga. Sammy's barely starting to read the manga. Yeah. And so Bryce said that he wanted to know what's up with the other Titans, so the Colossal and the Armored. And um, uh, Lauren said that she wants to know about the history of the Titans in general, like, you know, they know that they appeared, but, like, what about them? Like, what's the deal with them? She also wants to know more about Annie as well. What is her purpose? Why was she a spy? What was that whole flashback? And, um, oh, yeah, and Bryce wants to know more about the wall. So, similar, similar questions. But, yeah, the wall. I'm like, freak, yeah. Why didn't we? Why didn't I think about the wall? You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, and that... That kind of goes back to the to the part where the Titan's face and the wall, like the questions that I had after that was, is this what the wall cultists are worshiping? Like, do they know about this Titan? Like, I couldn't tell if the Titan was in the wall or if he was peering through the wall, because I would assume that it would be like super deep and that if Annie was crawling up it, that it wouldn't be 
Like she wouldn't be able to grab all the way through, right? I don't think so, but we did see parts of it fall off. So like some rubble. So yeah, it's like, is someone peering in? But at the same time, you're right. It doesn't, the wall is super thick. Like now that you've mentioned that, I'm like, crap. (laughs) Because it looked like to me, the first thing that I thought was that tightens in the wall. Are there sleeper cells in the wall? Are they just laying there and just waiting like the wall was built around these freaking titans and they just, somebody else kicks through the wall and they just pop out like, gotcha. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I, I, like, I know that that sounds really dumb and I'm probably going to watch later seasons and be like, oh, Sammy, you stupid little girl. (laughs) Why did you think that there was somebody, there was some stinking titan just sleeping inside the wall? (laughs) But legitimately, I'm just going to say it. That's what I thought. Like, they've built these walls around these titans. That's what I think. Okay, guys, give me a break. (laughs) Anything is possible in Attack on Titan. So you're just, you're asking what everyone else has thought, Sammy. And you're just bold enough to say it on a podcast. (laughs) Oh, my God. for me if I end up being, like, the dummy. (laughs) These are the legitimate questions, everybody. Oh my gosh. Is there a Titan in the wall? Oh my gosh. I'm literally laughing so hard. Um, Okay, well, let's move on to season one MVP recap with honorable mentions. So we're going to do the MVP recap. We're going to do season superlatives and then we're going to do overall MVP. So here's what Mm -hmm. we had so far based on our episodes. MVP gets a solid point. Honorable mention, half a point. So starting from lowest to highest, we have Carla. Um, As an honorable mention with 0. 0.5. Yes. Bless her heart. Well, and the fact that she only was in one episode, I mean, good for her. And for those of you who don't remember, that's Aaron's mom. You made it one episode. That's better than a lot of other people. <laughs> exactly. Um, Hanji with also a 0. 0.5. Jean with a 0. 0.5. Erwin. We will rectify this, John. We will rectify <laughs> this. I know. I'm shocked with how much we talk about him that he only came up with a 0.5. Um, also, Erwin with a 0.5. And I mean, he had an old, a whole episode named after him. <laughs> um, <laughs> which Honest one... did better than <laughs> I know. Honest did better than Erwin. Honest got a whole solid point. Kami, one point. Titan Aaron with one point. And yes, I'm counting them as two separate entities. So I justifiably, they did yep. two things. Exactly. And then Armin, one point. Pixis with one point. Mikasa with two. Aaron with two. Female Titan with two. <laughs> and Captain Levi with three. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> Now, I know that some of these numbers don't seem impressive, but we will continue to keep score with other seasons just so that it will be more fun to see the numbers grow. So just so everyone knows if that seemed a little lackluster. Um, But Sammy, let's move on to our season superlatives. All right. So who did you put as most likely to be a travel blogger? Um, I said Sasha and specifically a travel food blogger (gasps) so that's who I said that is so perfect for her oh my gosh well for me 
I put Armin because oh. <laughs> he's got that book that shows him yeah. the world. And I feel like that book will encourage him to travel the world just the same way that Eat, Pray, Love, either the book or the movie, <laughs> encouraged all of us to like book a plane ticket to Italy, you know? So yeah. that's what I put down. But I love Sasha. Specifically a food blog. That's so cute. Okay. the Who is most likely to get married first? Krista. I put Krista too. Okay, why'd you put Krista? <laughs> because everybody wants to marry her. <laughs> like, yeah, other people like she's the only person of that group that has like she's been picked to be married to by multiple people, but she's oh. never said if she wanted to marry anybody. For sure, but she's gonna get locked down. That's one hundred percent true. Oh my gosh, I love that we picked the same one. Okay. Most likely to move out of the country. Uh, I don't know. I had mixed feelings on this. I said Annie for this one. Hmm. Interesting. Just because, like, she has no ties to anybody. And so I just figured, like, she'd be like, peace. See ya. Oh, my gosh. 100%. Oh, man. That's a good one. Well, for me, I um, chose Aaron. Because okay. it's like... Get him the heck out of these walls, you know. <laughs> he wants to be as far away from this penthouse or penhole or whatever. You know, get him out of there. So that's who I picked. Okay, next up, we have most likely to stay in their hometown. Oh, I don't even know. Like this one, I didn't have really anybody concrete. Ugh. That's Okay. I kind of, you know, had to think about it in the old noodle. I said Hannes. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because he's an older gentleman. You can tell that he's he's always been content to stay there. But now he's like establishing roots. He's growing in his career. He's not just going to give up his career just to leave. So I think Hannes is the, the homebody. The homebody hometown homie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That sounded so bizarre. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. It's late right now where we're recording. So just that way. Okay. Okay. Most likely to save the planet. Oh, this one I had tied for Armin and Hanji. <gasps> I put Hanji too. Okay. So why did you think Armin? He's just got all those brains and he's coming up oh. with all these schemes. And I'm like, he would scheme to save the planet somehow. And I feel like Hanji's kind of on the same page, except she's just going to, like, experiment the crap out of things. For sure. And then, like, figure it out. Give Hanji a lab coat. Give Hanji a lab. Let Hanji hypothesize and experiment. And, you know, yeah. The the two of them would save the world. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, best one-liners. I think that we have the same person okay. for this one. We're going to say it on three. One, two, three. Levi. Levi. Oh, yep. we did not say that on time. <laughs> Wait, no. we didn't say the same person? Wait, I Wait, said Levi. I did too. Okay, maybe we just said it in the same way. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, man. Sorry, guys. We're so giggly. I know. We are on a high. We are high on life. 
Um, all right, next one is most improved award. Okay, I think that we probably have the same person for this one too. Probably. So, John? Yep, good old yep. John. We've talked about that one quite a bit. Oh my so. gosh, we beat that with a dead horse. So, yeah, oh, we can time. Now, Coach's Award, which for those of you who don't know, Coach's Award is like the typical sports award that's given for like kind of MVP, but not. They're like the team player. Oh, man. Now that I'm describing that, I'm like, crap. I don't think this really fits. But, um, <laughs> but you know, basically, like, you're, the coach can depend on this person to, like, get the job done. You know? So, coaches yeah, more. Redo mine. <laughs> I, I know. Well, it's okay. It's okay. Um, because, yeah, I'm now by my definition, I'm like, oh, I would not give this, but it's it's written <laughs> down. So, I'm going to still with, stay with it. But who did you have? I originally had Armin, but I changed it to Jean. <gasps> Jean is very deserving of this. Mine, you'll <laughs> laugh. Based on what I just said, I put Mikasa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't quite fit. She gets the job done, but she certainly she isn't a team player. She's not really positive. Um, so Mikasa, I guess you win because I wasn't thinking when I wrote <laughs> these down. So good for you. Um, okay. Most likely to die in a mysterious way. I put Hanji for that one. <gasps> Hanji would be so good for that. Oh, man. Sammy, I put Connie. Oh, well, there you go. There's the, there's Hanji with the way that they experiment with things. And you're like, they, they could totally die just by like getting too close to a Titan or drinking something that they shouldn't. Oh. And then Connie's kind of like. Yeah, Connie could definitely die because of something that he ate or drank that he shouldn't. Because, like you said, he's a few <laughs> sandwiches short. <laughs> exactly. Well, and he's got such range. I mean, he can be such a goofball, but then he can also be, like, ultra courageous in moments. So it's like, yeah. you literally have a full spectrum of what could go wrong with this guy. So, but I think those are both spot on. Okay, next, we have best bromance. Oh, I had such a hard time with this one. I put Marco and Jean. Oh, that's too pure. Dang it. <laughs> but I also felt like Reiner and Beryl. Yep. I put that. that Reiner and Beryl. <laughs> that's mine. Um, Those two are always together through thick and thin. Um, yeah, I know by the same definition, it could have been Aaron and Armin, but I don't know. Best bromance needed in my mind to go to them over Aaron and Armin. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Best click. Oh, that one I put Margo and Jean too. I was oh. like, they're just so peas in a pod. Like I Marco really brought out the best in Jean, even when he was a terrible person. Oh, 100%. And you can see that even in death, it's really paved away for Jean. So mm. that's too perfect. Well, for me, it had to be Sasha and Connie and sprinkle a little Jean in there. You know, for <laughs> me, that is the best click. And, you know, oh. like, 
well, what about Aaron, Armin, and Mikasa? They've got drama. No. They've got so drama. Much. You know, they've they've got drama and trauma. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what? I really like your click better than mine because that's kind of like click means that there's like a balance between a couple people, not just two. Yeah, and like, exactly. Yep. Okay, you can have mine. You can have mine too. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um. But yeah, they're just so cutesy. And I just remember when they're like practicing hand-to-hand combat and they're just like, ooh, like totally, (laughs) yeah, totally goofy. And if you guys couldn't hear in our voices, we both like put our arms up in the air. Like we're going to do that. We pulled a Sasha and Connie. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, So yeah, for me, that was the best. Okay. Now, the cutest couple that never was. I put Levi and Petra. Oh my gosh, me too! I want it so bad. Oh, they so dangled bad. the carrot and we never got the carrot. Nope. It just... Nope. I know. I mean, you guys know how deep it impacted us the last episode. Oh, yeah. Um, So we won't rehash that. But okay. Biggest flirt. Who did you put? I read into this a little bit and I said flirting with death Mikasa (laughs) (laughs) I decided to go that way oh my gosh I love that so much flirting with death yes one trillion percent Mikasa for me I almost said Jean but Jean kind of fumbled the ball like hardcore hard hard so I put Emir Oh, yes. Now, that is true. We all know how I feel about Emir. Like, I have not (laughs) hid that at all. But (laughs) what Homegirl can do is if there's an opening, she like goes in. She is not afraid to say, We will get married, you know? And I'm like, Oh man, slow it down, Emir. Like, You know, how does Krista feel about this? But that doesn't stop homegirl. No, so not at all. If she is down for you, she's down for you. So that is Amir. Not Jean. Bless his heart. It's got to be Amir. Although I do love your flirting with death. <laughs> um, oh, next is Class Clown. Connie. <laughs> I knew, I knew you would pick Connie, so I picked Sasha. Because, let's be honest, they're the male and female version of each other. 100%. And also, I just remember when they were um, cadets in training, and Mikasa would be like, oh yeah, Sasha farted. And the guy would just be like, ugh, of course it'd be you. <laughs> like, it's like, he knew. He, yeah. like, of course it wasn't real, but it's like, he just knew it had to be her. Yeah. It didn't even surprise him. So I'm like, yeah, this is class clown material. Big time. Okay. And last but not least, who is most likely to sleep through a Titan invasion? I said Sasha, and I am willing to die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um. Hmm. 
Well, I don't know about Sasha because she grew up in the woods. So she heard sounds. She heard noises. Um, but girl, that girl is going to eat herself into a coma. You know that. Oh. All of those carbs. Ooh. You know, like she's just going to eat herself into a sleep coma for sure. <gasps> you know what? I can totally see that. I can totally see that. I almost want to say. I almost want to say Annie. Because of how destroyed, exhausted she was mm-hmm, and sleepy. Um, or Hitch, because she's a brat and, Ugh. you know, she would not Doesn't be. care. Exactly. Um, but I'm just, I'm going to go with Annie on that one. Obviously, we know who she is. So, huh? I said, or Hannes. Oh, I mean, old Hannes, drunk Hannes, 100%. Old Hannes. Yes, old Hannes. Um, now, Sammy, I have to say something that mm-hmm. after I made this list, mm-hmm. not a single one of these awards went to Commander Irvin for both Oof. of us. Nope, not at all. <laughs> I know. And it's like, he's obviously a really important character, but like he didn't win a single award. <laughs> so, eh, in, okay. yeah, well, in my mind, Commander Irvin is the one who is extending our award and giving it to them so i'm like yeah he's the award giver in this situation you know he's he a camp counselor that's giving out all of the <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> we have reduced the commander to a camp counselor yes. for our awards but you know what um i feel bad that he didn't get any but at the same time i'm like i just couldn't yeah. you know he's the camp yeah. counselor <laughs> Okay. okay. The Ooh. moment we've all been waiting for. Season one MVP. The moment Sammy? that I have been so anxious over. <laughs> this whole day. Oh my gosh. Do you want to go first? Uh, no. I told <laughs> I okay, so I told Megan at right before we started this episode that I had three different people who I thought that could be MVP. <laughs> And um, that I would make my decision as we talked through this episode. And guys, I still can't. Oh, man. Well, I'll give you a few more seconds. So basically, this is how we're breaking down season one MVP. We are going to say that this person essentially broke his or her back carrying this season. (laughs) And... We're also going to make it very interesting just because I need this rule. Otherwise, it will be the same person. Um, once we say someone is a season MVP, we cannot vote for them as another season MVP. Um, so, yeah, just so it's so it's fair for the other players, you know, and so it doesn't get <laughs> so I'm not a broken record. Let's be honest. Um <laughs> So, Sam, have you decided yet? Okay, yeah, I can do it. Oh, yay! Okay, Sam, who's your season one MVP? Okay, so I am going to say Aaron. (gasps) And because I'm just going off of, like, I had three different people. I had Armin, Aaron, and Levi. And... Push comes to shove, I'm going to say Aaron, okay? I'm saying it. The reason why is because I was just like, you know what? 
he has been the one that has really put himself out there much more than other people, especially with the fact that he is a Titan. Like he risked his life just showing his Titan form multiple Mm -hmm. times. And um, so, yeah, that's why I'm going to say overall MVP. I think he literally almost broke his back. So I guess we're going with that. (laughs) (laughs) Literal and figurative. Yes. I mean, it was such a close call, though. It was so hard because I feel like Armin really pulled through. Um, Just being able to help with strategy and making things happen. He was the one that made the plans. And then Aaron, you know, did them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, and then Levi was just like making sure that everything happened. Once the plan was in place, he was like, we're going to make sure that people stick together, stick with the plan, put his faith in Erwin or Armin or whoever's making the plan. But honestly, Aaron took the most risk, I feel, just with his life, with everything. Well, I'm glad that you picked Aaron, actually, because I rarely ever pick the main character. (laughs) Like, for some reason, it's like, if I truly love a main character, it's because they are precious and need to be protected at all costs. So, yeah, I'm actually really glad that you picked Aaron, because I I was not. (laughs) Now everybody knows that Aaron is not my favorite person. Like, he is not even my top three. But I'm trying to give where credit is due. I think that that is fair and admirable. (laughs) But (laughs) Megan, who did you choose? Oh my gosh. Well, for me, it's like so obvious. It's Captain Levi. And the reason is... (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Everyone does a unified gasp at what I just said. Um, But here's the truth, though. From the moment he enters the scene, he is constantly saving Aaron from certain death. From the MPs. From the female Titan. From eating Annie and screwing everything up. He's constantly saving uh, Aaron. And then he also saves Mikasa from killing herself on this vengeance quest. And he's just the reliable badass that everyone relies on. And that's the truth. His squad, Commander Ervin, you know, everyone depends on Levi because he is that reliable badass. So... He's well, married. I'm glad that two out of my three were chosen. So that right works. on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I think that's solid. So now we can no longer pick Aaron. Well, you can't pick Aaron and I can't pick Levi for season okay. one MVPs. So, okay. Oh, here's let's see how the next one goes on. But all right. <sighs> We've made it to the end, which means we can tell you our special announcement. Sammy, do you want to let the people know? Yeah, sure. So everybody, we have a special giveaway that we are doing for season one. One lucky winner will get a copy of Attack on Titan Volume 1, the manga, a Wings of Freedom keychain, and a super fun Attack on Titan or a few super fun Attack on Titan stickers. So... Yeah, we're super excited. Um, It's going to be fun, but we should probably talk about the rules, too. Um, In case you are like, 
I absolutely want this. I'm obsessed with Megan and Sam and Little Bit Weebish, and I'm obsessed with Attack on Titans, so I need this. As you should be. (laughs) I was going to say, cut that out, but I don't know. Maybe keep that in. I don't know. Um, Again, it's late. Um, But here are the quick rules. And if you want to participate for this podcast, you guys are listening. We want to like, you know, treat you guys so special, like the gems that you are. So here's how you can win some special points. Um, First off, make sure that you follow and subscribe wherever you are listening to. You know, this is Honesty Corner here because we can't necessarily see if you are. But then go on to Apple Podcast and leave us a five-star review. Tell everyone what you think about the podcast. And you can do this by going to the Little Bit Weebish account, scrolling all the way down, so past the episodes. And at the bottom, it will say ratings and reviews. And that's where you give us our stars and leave us a little nice note and let everyone know how you're enjoying the podcast. And the good news is, is that for those of you who do this, you can leave, or we will give you, excuse me, 10 points to go toward your season one giveaway. I feel like 10 points is like 10 points for Gryffindor. I was thinking the exact same thing. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So... Make sure you do that. This is just because you guys are podcast listeners. Um, we love you guys. So thank you. And and when you do that, if you wouldn't mind just leaving your email. Ooh, no. Yeah, here. I mean, if you want to email us at Little Bit Weebish, you know, you can send us a screenshot of your review. Obviously, we'll see it, but at least we'll know like, oh, it was this person. And then we can get and be able to get in contact with you if you are one of our winners and then we can get your information. That is true. This, I mean, this part really does rely on, you know, this is honesty corner here. And so, I don't know, I'd like to think that our listeners are honest people. So, you know, just, just be nice about it. Um, And then... You can also get points on TikTok and Instagram. So if you want even more points beyond the 10, you can go over to those accounts, follow us, and like the special post that will be going out later that day, and tag your weebish friends, the ones who you know like anime, and let them know. So each little item will, of course, be one point, and the more friends you tag, the better. That will also include another point. So tons of ways for you to get points and to potentially get this free item, you know, this this nice giveaway. Okay, so just to recap, follow and subscribe wherever you're listening and go to the Apple Podcast and leave us a five-star review. This will get you 10 points. If you wouldn't mind screenshotting us and sending us an email so that we can get your points logged, that would be great. Then go on to Instagram and TikTok, follow us, and comment on the post talking about the giveaway. Each person each person that you tag in there and each comment that you have will get you an extra entry for one point. So you have unlimited possibilities, but definitely get that star review and give us an email or shout, email us so that we can get your email so that we can give you those 10 points. 
Yep. The more stuff you do, the better your chance of winning. So we're super excited. Now, when this episode goes live, it will be July 14th. So we are going to close the giveaway the following week on July 21st. So we will announce this through social media. And of course, you know, just in a future podcast episode, we might mention it. It just depends on how we time this out and how we record. Um, but yeah, just know that it will be first announced on social media on July 21st. Who wins? And just as a reminder, we do have some limitations. This is for U.S. entry only. Unfortunately, we are not made of money and can't ship all around the world yet. So U.S. entries only. But here's the thing. If you guys are in different countries and you guys still give us that five or that five star review and still tag your friends, you know, gold star to you, a metaphorical gold star to you. (laughs) Eventually, we'll be able to expand our giveaway pool. But yeah, we're not made of money yet. I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, you guys, we hope that you loved the season finale of Attack on Titan season one. We loved this. It was so much fun. Um, of course, if you liked how we did this, we can continue doing this on future uh, season finales. So let us know what you think. Um, yeah, you can leave us an email at littlebitweebish at gmail.com. If you liked what you heard, let us know what your superlatives would be. That would be hilarious. Um, Or the questions that you had for season two. Um, And then you can join us next week where we will start season two. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And be sure to watch season two, episodes one through three, and we will see you next week.